0: You're listening to Careers and Cocktails, career talk with a twist, hosted by expert recruiter Renee Fry. Let's get this party started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Careers and Cocktails. I am thrilled. To have Stacy Fisher with me here today. Stacy,
1: tell us a little bit about you. Well, I am a career coach. I work with mid-career women primarily, overcoming weight bias, which is, in, you know, increasingly an issue in our society. Um, a little bit about my background. I've had a 32-year career in financial services. I've held several leadership roles in foreign exchange risk management um, also in organization effectiveness and development pardon me i'm going to take a sip of my uh cocktail which is actually an iced tea
0: (laughs) yeah let's talk about that so i've got some so your drink of choice stacy was unsweetened tea and i've got this variety i'm gonna throw some ice in my cup i brought my super fun cup for today this is my summer cup but I love iced tea I, and I love unsweetened iced tea
1: so tell we me you have a similar um I don't know if you can see my reusable I have uh these uh kind of like your polka dots and a fun straw which I yeah. enjoy in the summertime so very similar cheers cheers Gotta have iced tea during these hot days in the summer, right, Stacey? We've, we've been up to a hundred degrees here in Nashville and I know across the country, it's been a heat wave. So yes, have to do what we can to stay cool and hydrated. Right. And so
0: 32 years, there's no way you're that old. You look amazing. Oh, Thank you. You are so kind. (laughs) That is incredible. So what can we celebrate, help you celebrate this week?
1: Well, what I want to celebrate is that I got the most lovely thank you note from my older niece who finished her master's in environmental economics. And we, I've been a great bonus adult. I don't have children. So my godson and his wife and kids, my two nephews, my two nieces, I've always worked on relationship to be part of their lives. And I got the sweetest thank you note from her thanking me for being such a guiding influence in who she is as a woman today and I just teared up because you know you you love these little babies and help usher them through um, becoming adults and then you see how lovely they are and then they recognize you and acknowledge you in that way so I am celebrating, the relationships that I am fortunate to have with the younger adults in my uh, circle.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. Cheers to that. You made yes. an impact. Yes, oh, ma'am. I love that. That's great. Like we've tried to do our best. And then when you get those notes or those nuggets from people who tell you directly, it is so special because then you just feel so proud like you are making an impact. So cheers to you, Stacey. Thank you. Now, Weight bias, holy moly, that is going to be, I can't wait to dig into there. But first, let our listeners know, pretend we're kindergartners, what do you do for a living?
1: I am now a career coach. So when I was still, um, you know, my career uh, started at Citibank and then I was at Wells Fargo for a couple decades or longer. And while I was leading that team of, essentially inside management consultants of organization effectiveness and development, where we were responsible for strategy for team member engagement, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and then the talent succession planning. And at that time, I worked on my credentialing through through the Coaches Training Institute in the, the Bay Area in San Francisco. Uh, to get my credentials and I was doing executive leadership coaching within uh, the, you know within the bank. And that was part of, which I think this is an important point, was part of my transition plan that eventually I wanted to be able to leave corporate and to be able to set out on my own and set up my own practice, which is what I did as my transition planning. So as a career coach, I work um, as I said primarily with women but I work with men as well everyone's included and um, uh, I really see that women there are gender differences right in how we work to promote ourselves or not successfully and to overcome that sort of that can be gender bias but it, specifically I have background in weight bias. So that you can develop the soft skills, those leadership skills, understand your, uh, you know, have a great self-awareness for your propensity to um, maybe listen to the saboteur too much or to really rise to the occasion. And what are those skills? How do you need to show up so that you're getting the raises, the recognition, the promotions that you've worked to earn, and so as a career coach, I use different tools and activities to really help flesh that out, so that the client, um, their agenda is held, and they're developing the skills to have them attain those goals.
0: Okay, that's a whole lot for a kindergartner, but I get where you're going, Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> Kindergartners might need to hear. I help people move forward in their careers.
1: (laughs) Okay. Good coaching. I'll take the coaching.
0: (laughs) No, I just say that because I want everyone to be able to understand, like, basic elementary,
1: like, exactly what people do. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm I'm just razzing you. I get so excited about what I do. That's great coaching. I used too many words. Oh, no, it's not too many words, but... We just need to take it down a notch
0: so that, you know, a kindergartner, a kindergarten be like, what propensity? I've never heard that word before, but (laughs) I love it. I totally understand it, Stacey. So tell me, how did you, when were you sitting in corporate when you decided, hey, I'm going to start my own gig?
1: Yes, I, um. We had gone through a large uh, acquisition. I think a lot of folks are familiar that Wells Fargo acquired Wachovia. And that was two equal size organizations coming together to make one. And I was part of the, or leading the integration team for foreign exchange and international treasury management. and. Uh, did that for about 18 months. And it, it's a lot of work to bring organizations together. You've got redundancy because both organizations have staff departments and business lines. And so I saw that I wanted to be able to round out my skill set, leverage what I had learned in the business line, running a P&L, managing others, and to give myself more credibility to eventually segue out of corporate. And so timing is everything. I was speaking and another uh, leader in a, another business line saw me speaking at this organization and recruited me to set up the org effectiveness and development team, OED team, uh, for, uh, for that business line. And I took that leap of faith. So you have to have uh, a strategy or vision in mind. And I saw that as an opportunity to round out my skills. And I negotiated to be able to do the uh, coaching accreditation in my term. And through that next five years or so, Led the team, did a lot more integration and centralization work, and and earned my coaching credential and began co- coaching. And then there was an opportunity to leave the organization that um, was, you know, again, timing is everything. And so I took that opportunity and set out on my own, which I have now been five years out, uh, I want to say five, five, six years out of the organization, uh, out of the corporate setting, but still working with clients that are um, both corporate or they could be with a nonprofit organization um, or an entrepreneur, a sole uh, proprietor. So it really runs the gamut. Awesome.
0: Cheers to... Five or six years. That's tremendous. <laughs> Thank because I know as a business owner how many businesses fail in the first year, third year, five year, seven year. I hear all the statistics. So, way to go. Now, how did you keep moving forward? Because obviously, we all have a little bit of fear that's like, oh my gosh, I'm leaving this stable company. I'm leaving this cushy salary. How mm-hmm. did you? Go for it, Stacy.
1: Yes, again, planning is everything. And so looking at your finances, I do my budget every year. That's been a practice that I have uh, had for many years coming from financial services probably, <laughs> but I encourage everyone to do that and to really be looking at your savings, taking care of yourself, um, I have, I've never, my personal story, I've never been married. So I've always been taking care of my finances. And so doing that planning, knowing where you are, knowing what your expenses are, and what you are comfortable cutting out uh, if you need to, and setting yourself up in terms of, I wanna say, fixing your overhead. Uh, getting that fixed cost. And so that's what I worked to do. And um, that included selling, you know, uh, my condo in Manhattan, um, that that wasn't going to be sustainable for me to uh, do what I wanted to do next. And so you make those choices, but you can't make the choices if you're not dealing with the reality of your your facts and figures.
0: Right. So if I'm hearing you correctly, you kind of Pre-planned five years while you were still at corporate before you made your exit.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. Similar. Mine wasn't five years. Mine was two. Well, I joined. So I worked in several search firms before I joined Target Corporation as an executive recruiter. And my plan was to stay there for five years so I could get, see the inside of that org. Mm-hmm. So I could have an edge when I started my own recruiting firm because recruiting firms are a dime a dozen. And how was I going to stand apart? So that was my intention. I did end up staying seven, but the last two years, I was really putting together my plan to launch. So great advice to be prepared. You can't just jump out and hope the parachute's going to (laughs) open.
1: That's right. Don't (laughs) cut your nose off to spite your face. (laughs) <laughs> exactly.
0: And I love your example. So I'm curious, do you ever meet women that you coach that aren't in control of their finances just out of curiosity?
1: Like- yes, that that is not uh, uncommon. Or we can get very comfortable in our corporate situation. And I think particularly recent years and with COVID and, and uh, the current environment, you know, it's been very disruptive. So it's had people rethink, maybe I want to get out on my own. And so how do I plan to do that? And so I do have clients right now, but that was one of the things um, that I coached to was, okay, you need to really sit down and do your budget. You need to do some, uh, you know, meet with a financial planner. You need to understand what your company's retirement uh, criteria is. And that, you know, like if you have some uh, options, some kind of compensation that vests, when does that vest? Are you of an age where you could retire and have all that vest? You know, so there are many questions that um, I can take a client through to help guide that they are dealing with their facts and figures. So, yes. I
0: love that. I love that. I want to say you might be one of the first coaches that I've heard that does that financial piece and the importance of that annual budgeting, because most people are working on mindset and um, soft skills and confidence. And so that is awesome, Stacey. I love that. So tell me, let's transition to the weight bias. And why did you choose to focus on women overcoming weight? And I want to hear all about this because- I mean, we all have biases.
1: Yes, and and that's human nature. We we filter through our own experience. And that is how I came to focus on weight bias. I earned senior vice president at 350 pounds. Now, I have not been at that weight for 20 years now. Cheers to that. (laughs) Exactly. No one that is new to my life would guess just by looking at me that that was part of my my story. And I um, think that it's very important for us all to, you know, be vulnerable. Um, That vulnerability is powerful. And that sharing of the story of your own personal story helps inspire others. And so I wanted to be really specific in an area that I have credibility in because I've been through it myself. And I earned my senior vice president, you know, corporate title based on my results, based on my relationships in the company. I always felt definitely like, women that may have a, a weight issue that they're struggling with that you have to be twice as prepared you have to be you know 10 times as buttoned up and um it's a it's a lot of headspace. and so that is really really a specific niche that everyone can't necessarily speak to or coach through because they haven't lived it. right? And, um, and so I think that's, and that's really something important that I can bring to the table along with all of my corporate experience. Um, I have a lot to draw from to contribute to a client in, in really specific ways that set me, you know, differentiating.
0: Absolutely. So do you feel that it took you longer to get promoted because
1: of your weight
0: or that you had to be buttoned up like help me understand that
1: yes i mean i i definitely felt um you know we we are most critical of ourselves right so you have that negative we all have the negative saboteur uh telling you that it's not possible um and you have to manage that mindset and move past it. And so looking at what is going to differentiate you, tell your story with credibility and show the results, do the work, show the results, and how you talk that narrative to others in your network to have them be champions for you, have them be sponsors for you is critical, even if it's not a weight issue. Maybe it's age, or you know, there's so much um, uh, intersectionality with race and gender, and so it it's tra- it's in some ways transferable. You know, my story it gives me access to someone else's story that may be different, and again, it comes down to relationship and results and focusing on that. Versus listening to the saboteur telling you it's not possible for you.
0: Right, right. So tell me, what do you focus on or how do you work with your clients, Stacey?
1: Yes. So when I uh, first start working with the client, we do what's called a discovery session. And that's usually 90 minutes. And an activity that I like to use first is the uh what we call the wheel of life. So if oh, you think I of love the wheel pie, of life. You think of the pie and you're dividing your, your life up into these different um, pieces of the pie, uh, pieces of your puzzle, and what you would rate them. And so we go we go through uh, that process. Of course the probing questions that a coach will ask will get you deeper to the root of what's happening. And then you identify where you really want to work and where you need to work. And so that is fundamental if you're working in the right areas and you know, checking in with the client on an agreement of coachability. Uh, the, the coach is gonna, their job is to hold your agenda for your goals And that's going to mean pressing, just like if you're trying to increase your swimming speed, the coach is going to push you. And so to be coachable is okay, I'm going to be honest with myself and I'm going to do the work to get the results. And so setting that up all in that upfront session, making those working agreements uh, is super important and where where I start.
0: Well then, do you find since I'm very familiar with the Wheel of Life, um, do you then find yourself coaching them on life instances in addition to career, since that encompasses personal things yeah. as well?
1: As human beings, we want to be as integrated, as healthy as we can be, and so it's we're we're human beings. We're you, we're not computers. We're you know having everything so compartmentalized is unreasonable. So yes, if you're per if you don't know where your personal finances are and you haven't had a conversation with your partner, um it's gonna be hard for you to plan that next transition if it- if what you really want to do is move to your you want to move to an encore chapter, which is kind of where I call my stage in life. So that's I love that. You can't show up the way you want to show up at work if you sleeping and not reducing your stress by making time for you uh, like if you haven't been to the doctor in five years that's a red flag so yes how how we can't be as on and productive and show up at work if the wheels are coming off the bus at home you know
0: right exactly so you mentioned leadership soft skills describe the skills you're talking
1: about and why do those particularly matter stacy yes so critical soft skills an example would be communication Um, and part of communication is listening really active listening i love the quote by lily tomlin and she said i listen with the intensity that most people reserve for speaking (laughs) we should all do that and i love that because don't we don't we all fall into i'm listening to you but i'm formulating what i want to tell you while you're telling me something critical and that so that's an example communicating where you're able to have difficult conversations and so you have to practice okay how am i going to frame this conversation in a way that opens up communication. Um, am I responsible for actually ensuring that the listener heard what I said? So there's intent and there's impact. And you may have a positive intent, but the impact on the other person wasn't so positive or didn't it missed something. So that is important if you are trying to um demonstrate your results to your manager, to build the credibility and the business case for your promotion? How are you communicating and presenting your results in a way that's effective, and they're hearing you and acknowledging you? Or are you doing it in a way where a woman's gonna get dinged for being arrogant, where a man maybe wouldn't? and so there's um so communication is a is a real good example in the active listening skills and the responsibility of um of communication um soft skills that also goes into you know empathy um, which is so important in negotiation you being able to be persuasive without being abrasive you know, so there is so much to unpack around what's happening around communication. So that's a, a real good example of those skills that um, go far beyond did you produce your sales goal. Yeah. So you've got those technical skills, you've got subject matter expertise, and then you've got the whole realm of how, you know, which falls into that, that soft skill. Um, and one book I, I wanted to pull out some helpful things. Um, one book is difficult conversations that I love to use and recommend because it really helps with taking, um, the bite out of communication and frame it up and being able to speak truth to power so that you're really an influencer. Being able to influence is, is another piece that really sets you apart. And with that, um, crucial conversations. And both of these, I think, are through the um, Harvard Negotiation Project. Um, So these are both New York Times bestsellers. These are kind of decades old, but they are tried and true and super important skills um, that you can gain and they're great. Uh, I used to give them to my uh, direct reports and encourage them, so that it gives you a framework. It gives you context, um, and I think that's really important.
0: That's a great idea to give it to your team. I love that. So I know Crucial Conversations is Stephen Covey, but who's difficult? Who's the author of difficult conversations? Crucial
1: Conversations, the forward comp is done by Stephen Covey, but the authors are actually. Um, Carrie Patterson, Joseph Grenny, Ron McMillan, and Al S- uh, Switzler. Oh, and then, got it. So, so they're, uh, they're out of Harvard. And the um, difficult conversations, how to discuss what matters most, uh, that is Douglas Stone, Bruce Patton, and Sheila Heen. Whoa. And like I said, those are classic New York Times bestsellers. Uh, but... Anyone in business, I mean, it helps you with your partner conversations, too. It helps you at home. Um, But any business person should have those in their their resource library.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll have to get those. I don't know if I've read either one, and I'm a book junkie when it comes to personal growth and development. Um, I wanted to step back when you talked about... so. When you're having these conversations, can you share when I'm going in, like you said, if you're asking for getting promoted, what do I need to do in advance to prepare for that?
1: Yes. So another great activity that I encourage uh, folks to do is to track on a spreadsheet as the year goes along, what are your accomplishments? What did you uh, – what were? What was your role? What were your results? What were the lessons learned? You know, you've got to have the self-awareness. That's another soft skill is you've got to have the self-awareness to be honest with yourself, like what went well, what didn't go well. And then, um, you know, as, as managers, encouraging folks to uh, talk about those lessons learned because that's the growth. You don't want – you want there to be um, – like truth and redemption versus being penalized for observing that, hey, I see I could have done this better, or the team could have done this better. So I think it's important to encourage that growth. Um, But back to your point, or back to my point to answer your question, is track on a spreadsheet those pieces of projects and then when you're going into your to talk with your manager you have that one-on-one time to say hey this project is complete this was the result um this was my contribution it was I learned a lot working with these other you know different functional groups and I built uh relationships that will help us on this next project. And you know what? The, the biggest thing I learned was X. And uh, so that was really an eye-opener for me that I'm going to be working on. And so it's an adult. It's like the responsibility to be a mature adult, uh, be forthcoming. But it's a way also that you build credibility, you build trust uh, that you're on the team to, to produce results. And you're talking about um, what you accomplished in a way that is gonna get across the communication bridge and your manager is gonna hear that. And so then you can have a more effective conversation about a promotion or about a raise because you've already been in the practice of demonstrating results. Definitely.
0: And that spreadsheet could be used twofold because when you're updating your resume, you could go to that spreadsheet and use those accomplishments as well. So there's so many uses.
1: Exactly, it's also um, great when you're doing your own self-performance review. Yes. You can do that. And I encourage folks to keep it as well. If you're determined to leave the situation that you're in and get another job, that spreadsheet's going to help you prepare for the interview.
0: Absolutely. Because then
1: that's another piece of the coaching that I can do is to help someone prepare for that interview process. How do you concisely tell your story, anticipating the questions that you'll be asked about your subject matter expertise? And that spreadsheet's gonna help you prepare
0: exactly i love that great great advice everyone should have their spreadsheet with all their accomplishments throughout the year i totally agree um you had mentioned influence so i feel like there's a lot of people that get intimidated by that word and they think i'm not influential i can't be persuasive how would you share with those people that are like i can't do that
1: the uh that yes that has to do with confidence and also understanding the skill set the how influencing it's it's the different i will say there's the difference between being a manager of people and being a leader and anyone can be a leader regardless of what seat you're sitting in anywhere in the company at whatever level you can be a leader and that is where you're an influencer, showing up as a leader, even if you're an individual contributor. And the influence piece is, again, going back to honing your subject matter expertise, being known for uh, your collaboration, being really uh, thoughtful in your critical thinking, to not simply go to what we've always done to solve this problem, but really being able to use a critical thinking framework to get to the root cause, to be able to show options for solutions and being collaborative in getting to a solution. So the influencer is someone who does their homework and shows up with an open mind and an ability to share options for solution and to take back feedback to continue to you know improve for a solution. So if you can uh, work to bring that objective point of view and an open mind to work with others, then you're going to be a welcomed influencer and even at times a constructive contrarian, folks will be more willing to listen to you because you're coming with facts, you're coming with uh, root, uh, root cause analysis, that current state, future state, and options for solutions. The person that's not an influencer is coming with a problem and dumping it on everyone else's desk. that that's not constructive and over time you build a reputation and it's not one that's welcomed
0: oh yeah i tell my team you have to come with the solution if you have an issue come with the solution i learned that at target and i also learned you can be a leader in any role at target as well like that is totally true and great advice great advice so share a one tip practice, or activity that you
1: encourage all of your clients to do? Um, well, we we spoke about doing the budget. I mean, I, I really encourage folks to look, as I said, on the wheel of life, look deeply, thoughtfully, honestly at each area of your life and what's off, what is not um, giving you energy. Like if you were in a, really do an assessment. Where do you have more cheers than chores? And where do you have more chores than cheers? And are you willing to practice something different to have the transformational change, to have the sustainable change in your life? So that's a a real come to Jesus conversation. And to go and do the work. Did you go and do the budget? Did you go in your closet and really look at your clothes. Did you try on those clothes? The things that don't fit are the wrong color? Are you donating them? <laughs> or are you living with them? You know, so that's another area where, you know, going back to your previous question, it's not just what you're doing at the office, it's all the stuff taking up headspace at home. Um, So there's a lot of taking inventory, I would say, to answer your question in a succinct way. Yeah, I love that. Inventory.
0: And I love the cheers versus chores. I love that, (laughs) that reference. Stacey,
1: where do you get your inspiration from? Well, I I get inspiration um, in many different areas, whether it's watching a TED Talk, Whether it's um, like last night, I saw the preview uh, through the um, uh, Misrepresentation Project. I think I'm messing that up, but um, it's the Jennifer Siebel Newsom latest film, Fair Play. And so I was watching that preview, that um, early release last night, and it really talks about our societal gender roles and how it's still such an inequity between men and women partners and there were several different uh, families that were part of the film sharing you know who does 70 percent of the childcare? you know and how that is challenging for um you know still for women to have the career that they want if, if the partnership isn't there so i i spoke too much about that but you know it's like are you reading you know are you reading books um that are giving you more insight into your own way of being if i could say it that way and are you challenging yourself to grow are you curious so the things that yes going to different podcasts um that that really inspire me
0: um which ones do you recommend which what's your favorite one
1: so i like i've been following like jess uh jess wiener and she does a lot of work on um supporting women and girls particularly with body image and so uh looking at the good life and It's very inspirational, so that's something that I enjoy. I also trained in the Enneagram, um, and so I follow some of the podcasts. It's always a good refresher to listen to, um, you know, the different types, the different types in parenting, you know, the different types uh, in a relationship. So I've been kind of binging on some of those lately awesome. as well.
0: My, I gotta look at my phone because have you listened to Bernie Brown's podcast? Yes, yes. That I've been, Unlocking Us is what it's called. I've been binging on that and oh my gosh, there were like acronyms that I didn't
1: know and amazing. Yes. So you, yeah, it, get kind of get away from the TV and find the. The thing that uh, is going to help you grow most in the area, and kind of stir up your thinking and uh, encourage your curiosity.
0: Yeah, I love it. Great recommendations.
1: Where can our listeners find you, Stacy? So, StacyGfisher.com is my website, and my uh, different blog postings are there. I am also uh, writing a chapter. Uh, that'll be in a book that'll be released in the fall probably October in her own words uh, women's wisdom and each chapter is written by a different woman um, you know with a a slice of their life and experience that they moved through and I talk about my uh, weight loss uh, kind of the before and after and the process and that's what will be in my chapter and in so intent, exciting. Inspiring. Yes. Cheers uh, to you. <laughs> thank you. So, yes, trying to um, um, share from my own personal story, my own leadership journey and my own humanity.
0: That's awesome. And I forgot to ask you, who would come on our party bus? Oh,
1: you know who I I pulled this out, uh, this book by Eleanor Roosevelt. And I think it's, this is, um, you learn by living, and it goes through 11 different areas. And I think it's it's timely today for everything that we're going through with our own um, kind of politics and polarization, but also the disruptor that covid has been for us right. and um and now the recession and there's so much coming at us and and so how do you move through life powerfully and i think that uh like coming out of the great depression bringing people together wanting to have all boats rise from that period is relevant today and her words of wisdom are relevant today so i I think it'd be very interesting to have eleanor roosevelt on our party bus
0: i would love to have met her because she's
1: brilliant
0: and a strong powerful woman i love i love that no one's ever picked that stacy
1: Yes, and one of my favorite quotes from Eleanor Roosevelt is, you never know how strong a woman, or like, a woman is like a tea bag. You never know how strong she is until you put her in hot water. And so I like to live by that. Like, I want to step up. I always want to be improving and stepping up.
0: Well, I love that. Me too. And I'm here to pull everyone else with us, as I'm sure you are too.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I'm so grateful to have spent this time with you and you have provided tremendous...